There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We'll be the first nation to land an astronaut on Mars. Maybe we'll make that a woman, too. Maybe we should make that a woman, too. What do you think, Michael? He said, make it Nancy Pelosi. That's... Mr. Gorsi, who the hell elected you and put you in charge of what the media are allowed to report and what the American people are allowed to hear? Did I understand you to say that you have no information indicating that the New York Post story about Hunter... Biden is um, is a, 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 has a, a Russian source. Yes, and, not that I'm aware of. And and is is that also your answer, Mr. Zuckerberg? I do not myself. Oh well, then. Who is the CEO? Is Adam Schiff the CEO of these companies? <laughs> Jeez, you know what? So that is that is where we are. That is fine. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey were up while well, they were remotely on Capitol Hill today. Saying loudly that no, they don't. They don't know if it was Russian disinformation. They don't know. Dorsey essentially, he is a very dumb person. He might be a good marketer <laughs> or a good uh, programmer, or I'm sure he's good at something because his product is great. Uh, and it's even greater today. You know why else? Why? Because there's a burn barrel podcast Twitter handle, uh, and people need to sign up and follow us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Technically, yeah. it's burn barrel pod when it's on Twitter. I know you hate calling things a pod but do, but, that's um, but it, twitter has a character limit on the name so on facebook it's facebook.com slash do you know what a group of whales is called a pod nope a uh, school because <laughs> guess what a whale is alice a fish correct and how do we know it's a fish <laughs> um to quote the great tom shattuck if it swims it's a fish correct we took our children to the aquarium a week or two ago and uh, so they received a full education in uh, biology, according to Tom Shattuck. So that exactly. was exactly that was following the Museum of Science trip in which they learned that dinosaurs aren't real too. So they were not real. That that is a fact, and it's funny how they're changing around the dinosaurs more and more. Like well, now, when changed. I was a kid, oh, they they have changed. <laughs> they have. I heard they were killed by a comet. You know, right before the ice age. You know, like that caused the ice. Did it cause the ice age? Right. So the theory now is the comet. The theory now. The new. <laughs> Absolute so truth a now. Com- a comet hit the Earth. Right. A comet is a fireball, like, a gas. Is that what it is? It caused like this huge crater and dust cloud that blocked out the sun mm-hmm. and made the Earth cold. Let me tell you what didn't happen. <laughs> comet didn't hit the Earth and okay. the Earth is flat. I actually there's saw a, a- There's craters. It's like in Mexico or somewhere. Mm-hmm. The crater from the comet that killed the dinosaurs. It's true. Oh, is that the one? <laughs> they, yes. They contact well, they can it date back. it. They can they date, can date when, it. They can yep. date when objects hit Earth. They can. Man, they can do so much. <laughs> they can do so much, especially um, when they get the grant money that they need and they um, they make sure. 
I'm in the dinosaur finding business. This is my <laughs> profession. You bet you I'm going to find dinosaur. I'm in the global warming <laughs> business. And you know what? We got a lot of it. It's all over the place. My uh, uncle, uh, Bill, was in the global cooling business in the 1970s. That went defunct. <laughs> the better model out there. I'm not denying everything, Alice. I'm just saying there's a lot of horse bleep in the world, in my opinion. You know this already. Why am I right. preaching to well, you? Well, it's true that it's true that um, the model of the of the T Rex, Sue the T Rex, that was at the Museum of Science in Boston when Sue. I was a kid, is no longer there. It's well, it's outside now. But they decided that model wasn't accurate, so now <laughs> there's a new model T Rex, life size model T Rex. When are inside. they going to have the come to Jesus moment about the hands? <laughs> that, that those may be hanging around the rest of the bones of the thing that supposedly <laughs> that they've constructed accurately, and I by no means think they do. I think at the end of the day, and our kids are right about this, or maybe I told them this: we had a series of huge chickens in a billion <laughs> years ago, or eight hundred years ago, because I don't think they know that. Mm-hmm. And really, that's what we're seeing here. They were huge chickens yeah. of different kinds. You take off <laughs> the feathers and put a mean scowl on their faces. And that's better because you're not mm-hmm. going to get a fun a grant that you need to do all the great work with free room and board overseas, dusting off rocks with a little duster <laughs> forever and ever, planting little flags where th- we found things. Um, you know, you're for not going to get that grant for chickens, right? You're going to get that <laughs> grant for velociraptors. Him. Right. So, I mean, the resemblance is uncanny with our chickens and the guinea fowl especially, mm-hmm. which are less domesticated than chickens are. That guinea fowl is a guinea fowl rex. Is what that is. <laughs> They're just tiny dinosaurs. So, anyway, the point of this was that uh, the Twitter handle for the Burn Barrel Podcast is Burn Barrel Pod, at Burn Barrel Pod, I guess I should okay. say. On Twitter, on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. And what do listeners get if they sign up there? What do you um, get if you follow us on Twitter, Alice? If you follow us on Twitter, you get the earliest updates when new episodes drop. That's a term I like to use. Mm-hmm. We drop new episodes. And, um, and you know, a preview of what the sound of the day is going to be as we discover things online and you get to... Be uh, first in line to hear about what's And is this just, is just, for, is this for platinum members or for everybody? <laughs> That's one of those. You know, things. you get what you pay for. It's really, it's a true slogan. So follow us on Twitter, and you will get exactly what you exactly. pay for on Twitter. So. And you know what? At this point, if you're following us on Twitter, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you are a platinum member. You know, and uh, I appreciate it. Early adopters. Uh, yes, thank you. And um, by the way, when were you originally on Facebook? Um, two thousand five. So that's right at the beginning. Right. That's when it was. Mark Zuckerberg was still at Harvard when I was on Facebook. So that's back when it was just to to look at women and Well, it up. was the Facebook and it was it was different. There was no like news feed. And initially when he first made the news feed, it, there was a lot of pushback and they rolled it back because people didn't like it. Um so it was just literally Profile pages. Like, you could visit other people's profile right on their wall, like, say hi to them, and um, you could, like, post your class schedule, and it would tell you, like, who else was in your class. Right. And And that wasn't nearly adequate enough to deliver mass hate to uh, your neighbors, so they had to um, expand it. Right. So, and it was just, I mean, there wasn't, I remember when they first rolled out having photo albums on Facebook. Initially, it was just, like, the one profile picture. You know, it was more like your LinkedIn page for college students than it is what it is now. Hmm. But, um, yeah, and you could poke people. I remember that. I always assumed that that was a, 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 a romantic advance. At me, I mean, I think most people did, me. but I think it was just Mark Zuckerberg being goofy because he was kind of a goofy guy. Like, even on the, um, like, at the bottom of all the pages, it would say, I don't even know what a quail looks like. Oh, okay. It was just, so it was just, like, goofy, random Right. Well, yeah, that's because sort of. at this point, the MySpace guy was a little goofy, too. He was right. your first Tom. My- Tom, right. Your first MySpace friend. Mm-hmm. And that had way more stuff on it, MySpace, than like you could put up. Remember, people would have their pages all crazy colors and like music videos would mm, be playing when you it, went to people's I, MySpace pages. And I don't stuff. know if I had a MySpace. I, I, it was just out of the, I think just out of the demo, or I'm not sure. But it is interesting to see just through the years what Facebook has become i think for 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 folks my age it became a way first and foremost you had to go see who in your class got fat 
and who looks good still, and either delight in the erosion of their good looks or lament the fact that they look great now. Right. And that was the the first thing. And then that, that you know, dropped the need for you to go to your high school reunion anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also, and obviously if you were a fat person, like I know fat people, um, who would never <laughs> go in a fat phase. Like I, my high school reunions were always in fat phases. I had peaks and valleys. In the valleys, when I was looking good, there's no reunion to be had. Nowhere anything. Mm-hmm. No, then I peak again and become Tom the Hut. And then <laughs> it's high school reunion time, and I get people calling me drunk, saying, why aren't you here? We want to see you, Tommy. It's like, Jesus, God, you people, I want you to see that I'm better than you. And that has mm. yet to happen. But now I have we have the Burn Barrel podcast, and we have the Twitter handle, so who's fat now? Uh, Winchester High, class of 1900. 91. And then the Facebook, um, okay, we'll have to keep up on that stuff, I guess. I have my own Instagram um, already, and that's where the chickens are, but maybe we'll have mm-hmm. to move the chickens over to the burn barrel. Yeah, I thought about making a uh, an Instagram too, but I wasn't sure if we were ready or not. So, but maybe I'll do that. Yeah. Just grab the handle and uh, we'll. Right. And also, you've there. got a, a, a job and you're um, a Several mom children. and you're, you teach the kids and. I have uh, a full-time job. And I have Halloween costumes to make this week. There's like, it's nonstop. We have a birthday birthday coming up. There's, you know, busy times. So Halloween is allowed in our town or are we going somewhere else? Um... It's allowed uh, with caveats. You're supposed to obviously wear a mask, stay away from other people. You're supposed to sanitize your hands in between each house. Yeah. And um, you are supposed to not hand the candy directly to any children. If you're handing out candy, you're supposed to put it out on a table spaced out so that they don't have to touch other people's candy when they come. I assume the teenagers who loot bowls that you leave Mm -hmm. out are just going to do a sweep across the table with their arm and swipe all the candy into their pillowcase. But, um, because did you ever, did you ever live in a time or grow up in a time when in during Halloween kids would shaving cream each other and egg each other? I mean, I think it happened. Um, or egg houses. I didn't hang around with a crowd that did no. that. No, <laughs> that did such things. Or yeah, I mean, the, like the math, I was, the math I club <laughs> Halloween evening I, was probably an unforgettable. I uh, ran in different social circles. Yeah. I would say than, than the um, the TPing and like eggs and that stuff. Um, <laughs> I can't say this. We knew we grew up with a kid in in Winchester, and it was just somehow these three kids got together in Winchester, and they were somehow this like little axis of evil. <laughs> they were, and I'm not. I'll just mention them in one because I can't mention the other two. But one of the kids was uh, from Germany, and wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you know that he went out on Halloween? We the rest of us had <laughs> eggs and shaving cream, and I assumed that this kid, who was a tall, gangly kid. I assumed that, that in previous Halloweens, he's a, he was on the <laughs> receiving end of some bad eggings and shaving creams. I think he probably didn't go well for him. So anyway, um, he went out one time for one Halloween and decided to go into industrial warfare against everybody. And he brought out like yeah, customized Lysol, et cetera, like chemical weapons. <laughs> and he had like bottle rockets. So like rocketry and chemical weapons mm-hmm. and all sorts of like Geneva, Geneva Convention breaking stuff. Right. He used one year. The kid from Germany mm-hmm. with the German accent. Yeah, like, no. That you was... know, you guys, you're still limping PR-wise out of a bit of a hole from the 40s. Why don't we, uh, why don't we back off? That was like, you know, the, when seniors leave, they have like traditional stuff that they do. Like mm-hmm. in at our high school, they would have like a water balloon fight, like. They would drive Ooh. cars onto the quad, but there was always like one person that had to like go and put bleach in the water balloon or something. Yes, <laughs> there's like always some psychopath that has to do yeah. something insane. Yeah, you know? I know a guy. It's not me, but I know a guy for his French class who put in a whole bunch of X-lax into a cake. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. There's always somebody take... who doesn't get to walk at graduation because of a senior prank gone awry. I think every high school must have that. Yeah. Um, we had one, it was, I must have been a sophomore in high school and a senior, um, I actually saw this happen cause I was in the building at the time and, um, this kid who was a senior, he didn't end up getting to walk at graduation, but, uh, he took a two liter soda bottle, 
with that had like chum, like the stuff that you use when you're fishing, sitting mm-hmm. in it, rotting for right. a while. Mm-hmm. And he took the lid off the bottle and rolled it down the hallway of the high school. And it Great. was that's <laughs> Lexington, Massachusetts, and by they the way. had that's a multiple a... thousand dollar cleaning bill for the building right. and it, like you it, know, industrial it, air purifiers. Right. And, and that's Lexington, else. Massachusetts, some rich yeah. puke, you know, just figuring the mm-hmm. custodial and clean it up. Who cares? I hate that kid. All right, so back to our important discussion. Um, the social media gurus were all on Capitol Hill virtually today. And uh, Ron Johnson, Senator Ron, Ron Johnson, asked Jack Dorsey uh, straight up about the... Um, oh, he first Ted Cruz did a bit of preening for social media uh, to Jack Dorsey. Mr. Dorsey, who the hell elected you? and put you in charge of what the media are allowed to report and what the American people are. So this is what we're going back to. You mm-hmm. know, now that Trump is leaving Washington, or possibly leaving Washington, it's back to, you know, Democrats and Republican senators just right. being complete I think, melodramatic I think jerks. we should take all the cameras out of Congress. Totally. And just do what we do with the Supreme Court, where people have to read through transcripts to see who said what. These people just need to calm down with the I totally agree. And I'm on cutting Ted campaign Cruz. ads on taxpayer time. That's exactly that's all this is. Mr. Dorsey, who the hell elected you and put you in charge of what the media are allowed to report and what the American people are allowed Ooh, Ted, pushing around the STEM geek, you know. <laughs> just find somebody else more beat upable. To hear and why do you persist in behaving as a democratic super PAC silencing views to the contrary of your political beliefs. Let, let's give uh, Mr. Dorsey uh, uh, a few seconds to answer that, and uh, then we'll have to conclude this this um, segment. Well, we're, we're not doing that, uh, and this is why I opened um, this hearing with calls for more transparency. We realize we need to earn trust more. We realize that more accountability is needed to show our intentions and to show the outcome. Giving back to New York Post its Twitter feed, you know, it might be a good way to begin mm. building trust, Mr. Dorsey. What the hell gives you the right, I say? Thank um, you, so I, I hear the concerns and acknowledge them, but we want to we fix it with more transparency. And mostly that starts right after the um, – the, uh, most of it starts right after the, the election. Okay, for both Mr. Zuckerberg and Dorsey, who who censored censored New York Post stories or throttled them back, do either one of you have any evidence that the New York Post story is part of Russian disinformation or that those emails aren't authentic? Do any of you have any any information whatsoever? They're not authentic, or that they are Russian disinformation, Mr. Dorsey? We we don't. You know, okay. so so why would why would you censor it? Why did you prevent that from being disseminated on your platform that is supposed to be for the free expression of ideas and particularly true ideas? We believed it fell afoul of our hacking materials policy. Uh, we judged in a well, moment. What evidence did you have that it was hacked? They, they weren't hacked. We we judged in a moment that it looked like it was hacked materials. You were wrong. Surfacing, and and we updated our policy and our enforcement within 24 hours. Hang on, though. Did they really uh, update the policy and the enforcement? Because the New York Post has still not tweeted since October 14th. That's two weeks that the Twitter account of one of the oldest newspapers in America has not been able to tweet because they refuse to take down their Mm -hmm. own reporting. Right. Which now is more indisputable than ever. Um, at least for something that stands up. I mean, there are now facts and there's mm-hmm. corroboration. You can still think the whole thing is a whole bunch of nothing. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. But, I mean, it is a news story. Well, right. And does the National Enquirer have a Twitter? Does Star Magazine have mm. a Twitter? You know, the Daily Mail has a Twitter. They say all kinds of unsubstantiated stuff. I mean, it's... Well, you it, were allowed we're to yell gonna... at the at the Kavanaugh Catholic, sorry, the Covington Catholic kids uh, for harassing an Indian for 24 hours. Right. What about all the people who tweeted about the dossier? I mean, I know mm-hmm. that, like, upsets people. So that turned out to be Russian disinformation, actually. You know, I... So even if this does turn out to be Russian disinformation, which I think there continues to be zero evidence of, I mean, I'm open to the idea that somebody planted it on purpose uh, for that reason, but I there's no evidence of it right now. Right. And, and the what? idea that a 
major Twitter account like this has been logged for two weeks over something like this is just absolutely nuts to me. I can't believe that the firefighter journalists who've been complaining for years that Trump is silencing them when he calls them fake news, um, which is insane because they've never made more money in their lives than with Trump as president, um, that that they're not upset about this. Why aren't you hearing more complaints that the New York Post can't tweet? That's crazy. I uh, yeah, I mean it's it is nuts in the fact that it's happening right up to the election. They don't they don't know. I mean you've got uh, eggheads with no street wisdom like Dorsey, and then you've got legal departments who can only see through the prism of the law and liabilities and advantages. And then you have the marketing people. And then you have rolling the one string that is through all of these people is that they're all social justice warriors. So they're, um, they're stuck. They're, they've come to a grinding halt in the company is my feeling. It was put to Dorsey that, you know, why is it okay to have Holocaust deniers uh, post stuff on Twitter, but uh, not the New York Post. And we don't have a policy against misinformation. We have a policy against misinformation in three categories, which are manipulated media, uh, public health, specifically COVID, and civic integrity, election in- election interference, and voter suppression. That is all we have policy on for misleading information. Uh, we do not have policy or enforcement for any other types of misleading all dangerous, all dangerous mm-hmm. things that we have a policy. The, the COVID information has been evolving and changing consistently. But, you know, this <clears throat> what they deem misinformation is simply stuff they don't agree with or they don't like or offends them. Or that they believed two months ago, but now they don't anymore. Depending on who says it. Right. So that's what's bad. I mean, where was the manipulated media police when uh, half the media was tweeting that – um, video of John James in Michigan to make it that was cut to make it look like he didn't have an answer on health care. Right. Or or that the, the person we were seeing in Walter Reed was not Donald Trump. And they could tell and you could see right. that his ears were different. This was filmed on Air Force One. So somebody denying the murder of millions of people uh, or instigating violence against a country as a head of state is not uh, categorically falling in any of those three misinformation or other categories Twitter has? Not misinformation, but we do have other policies around incitement to violence, uh, which which may, um, some, some of the tweets that you mentioned or the examples that you're mentioning uh, may fall afoul of. Um, but for misleading information, uh, we're focused on those three categories only. So somebody denies the Holocaust has happened is not misinformation. It's it's misleading information, but we don't have a policy against that type of misleading information. We have millions of people died. There you go. That's a that's a different kind of misinformation. That's how that is. That so- being said, I and while obviously I'm not on Jack and Mark Zuckerberg's team here, um, I don't think we should be regulating how they uh, deal with their own platforms. You know. I think their policies are stupid and inconsistent and obviously biased against conservatives. But, you know, last time I checked, we're the side that's against the fairness doctrine. And, you know, if look at somebody like Joe Rogan or, you know, Alex Jones, they're too big to cancel, basically. And I know that it sucks to be the person that's not too big to cancel that does get canceled. But, um, you know, we need to make a space for conservatives to be able to speak in our culture, you know, where they can say what they want. And and I think that people like Rogan or J.K. Rowling or these other people do that by pushing the boundaries because they are too big, kind of. And um, and and that that's where this battle is going to have to take place in the culture. You're not going to be able to get Congress to make Twitter nicer to you. Like that doesn't make any sense no i agree with that and you're right and this is not the forte i think conservatives are getting better at this mm-hmm. and there are certainly some i mean there are some superstars in the field who some smart minds out there you know peter Thiel is out there and uh there's some other conservatives who have done some of this stuff um have had successes but you're right there it's not the forte but we're getting the conservatives are getting better certainly conservative twitter is funnier generally oh yeah um and and we'll see we'll see how that how that works but uh i agree as well is that you can't 
just because somebody I like the idea that it's a the, the problem is is that they're inconsistent. Right. And if they're getting government help, and I don't know if they are, but if they probably are in some ways, but if they're getting government help and if they're inconsistent, that sucks. But then then if that's true, then we have to start with the NPR. Right. And they should be disentangled and defunded right the frig now. Right now. Yeah. I want give me a president who only does that. No more public broadcasting also, for major markets. NPR would do fine on their own. All the major markets would, yes. Yeah. The the ones you know that are like in uh, in in Greensboro, Vermont, would probably need some help. But mm-hmm. then again, you could they could live off of they could live off of um, content from the major markets. Right. They could just run it. They wouldn't have to pay anybody really to. Yeah, run the and local. they could still be a nonprofit or whatever. But they, mm-hmm. why did they get taxpayer money? It's ridiculous. Completely agree. All right, Senator Wicker, who I didn't know existed before this. Um, uh, he asks the the grand slam question to both Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, let me let me just make sure I understood um, the answer, M- Mister um, um, Dorsey and Mister Zuckerberg. Uh, Mister Dorsey, did I understand you to say that you have no information indicating that the New York Post story about Hunter Biden is? Um, is a, a, a has a, a Russian source? Did I understand correctly that? Yes, not that I'm aware of. And and is is that also your answer, Mr. Zuckerberg? That you have no information at all to indicate that that Russia was the source of this um, New York Post article? Senator, I would rely on the FBI to make that assessment. But you you don't have any such information, do you? I do not myself. I'm just trying to clarify the answer to Senator Johnson's question. Let me. Let so there you go. I mean, why would they? How could they? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So Trump is on the campaign trail again today, and it just hit me. He's having so much fun. He's doing three or four stops a day, sometimes even more. And he is having a blast. It's very typical Trump on the campaign trail. This is Arizona. We'll be the first nation to land an astronaut on Mars. Maybe we'll make that a woman, too. Maybe we should make that a woman, too. What do you think, Michael? He said, make it Nancy Pelosi. That's... <laughs> Who said that? That's pretty good. After Oh, stand up, please. Look at this guy. That's pretty good. I didn't say it. I'm just repeating it, you know. They'll say, they say he incites trouble. He loves trouble. No, I don't. Thank you very much. That was very good. Are you a comedian professionally? Or? <laughs> There's nobody who, who first of all, in, takes audience content as part of their speech, <laughs> interacts, singles the guy out. You know, feigns, uh, you know, that, that he's um, afraid of the, the, the speech coming out of the crowd. Has fun with it. Jokes with the guy. Plays with the crowd. He walks around, of course, just taking in the applies. No, making sure his, his um, speeches, his rallies are made to, number one, entertain. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. To entertain. I think a lot of people at these sp- speeches, other than some of the... Um, slogan lines. Don't know much about Trump's policy. I mean, I, Trump doesn't know much about Trump's policy, but, <laughs> but don't know the, the ins and outs, the, the X's and O's uh, of the mm-hmm. of the policy on a myopic level. Is that right? Is it myopic? No, myopic means like short sighted. Okay. Um. Then what's it called when you? I'm um, granular. Okay. Sure. Granular. granular level. That's right. On a granular level. Um. So, but I mean, it's about having fun. Yeah. I mean, people love these rallies Uh, and you work in media and every time there's one like in new hampshire Mm -hmm. near us you get a bajillion people sending you messages asking if you know some secret to get in Mm -hmm. because um they're people they're free quote unquote but people wait in lines for hours and hours and hours and hours and it's first come first serve basically because it's free so 
they're hard to get into. They're packed. There was one in Omaha last night, and the the media tried to make a scandal out of this, but there's really not much there. There, they, they were in Omaha last night. It was in the 30s, and the thing was so packed mm-hmm. and got out so late that there was a huge amount of traffic, and there weren't enough shuttle buses, and a bunch of people had to walk 90 minutes in the freezing cold mm-hmm. to get home to their parking lot or whatever, and and they were all happy. They were like, it was so worth it. This was I have great. Hypothermia. <laughs> I know, and the left is using it, to the news is using it. Or, you know, as if people don't go out to events all the time and get sick from standing outside too long. No, that's only Trump. Trump just distributes pneumonia and virus <laughs> everywhere he goes. We are told. But I'm not just running against Joe Biden. I'm running against the left-wing mob and the left-wing media, the big tech giants. And I'm also running against the rhinos. Do you know what a rhino is? A rhino may be the lowest form of human life. <laughs> oh, man. Can you imagine? And you know what? But Sleepy Joe, I don't think Sleepy Joe would be a good fighter, do you? I asked Dana before. One gentle little touch to the face, and he's down. He's down. He wouldn't get up very quickly either, would he? Joe Biden's only idea. Remember, he said, I'd like to take him to the back of the barn. Okay. <laughs> Now, have I ever said that to him, that say, he practices violence. The president practices violence. No, that's right. Remember he said, I would take him to the back of... That's like, if you have to fight somebody, that's your dream fight. Right? <laughs> Sleepy. Incredible. And the oh way you gosh. see that just has to do with your, your world for you and your personality type. And, you know, I remember <clears throat> in the Trump, the Trump rallies, and before I was supporting Trump, but... But the rallies were starting to get big, and a reporter said, um, was in an office with me, and, and the reporter who covers the D.C. and the White House said, the press corps were so afraid of him. It's the things he says, and when he points out the press and he says, we won't cover, you don't understand how, how chilled so many press people are. And I was like, I would <laughs> love that if I was the press. That would be great. He's obviously having a good time. It's part of the joke, but... He's saying, look at the, the press, the the uh, dishonest media. They won't cover it. They're not going to cover it, pointing back there. And you get afraid? Oh, my God. I'm either afraid or offended. Then you're in the wrong business. Live a little bit. That is fantastic. I would love it more than anything. You're, if you're in the media and you have a thin skin, just get out. <laughs> Stop kvetching. Jesus. Ugh. Well, especially if you're in the media and you want to be famous in the media and you have a thin skin. Right. You know, these people are all looking for their next star turn you know they want to be the person who stands up and says something really amazing in the press briefing and you know but then they can't take what they dish out at all it's so lame you know it's it totally do i know and we know that the, the, there are some who are dumb and offended but there are also some who just are playing a game and like jim acosta doesn't really care that trump says stuff about him he pretends <laughs> to be angry you can't it and Jake Tapper, I don't know if he cares or not. I it's just so and I look back at some of the of the old um cuts of um in the eighties and I and I'm I hate to sound like the old guy here, but you watch Brit Hume, Sam Donaldson, Chris Wallace in the eighties. <coughs> they were vicious and they took it too. And Reagan would get up there and just give it to them, and the press secretary would get up there and give it to them, and it was there was no these were men or or women, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean. These are you don't you don't, feelings aren't part of this. God, I can imagine what sissies. Jesus. Anyway, so um, so you know what's crazy, Alice, is that today uh, I show as Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That's actually a lot of days. Six days away. Six days, but also. Six days, these rallies are done. I know, forever. Forever. No matter if he wins or loses, mm-hmm. these rallies as such are done. Right. A rally with a cause, really, that's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, about a political cause. Anyway, I mean, he could still have rally. And I'm sure there's no way he's, he's not going to be out doing there. something. Yes. And there's going to be a new brand involved. And uh, if he's not president, then there will be something he's out there doing because he likes this. I can tell you what he's not going to be doing. He's not going to be a lobbyist. Or looking to be made Secretary of State or any other, like, government gig. The guy doesn't right. like working in government. 
He doesn't like Hillary Clinton government. I can tell you one thing. There will be a Trump everything. He's <laughs> got some true. personal debt anyway, so the book is absolutely coming. There's no doubt about that. And the Every vodka's coming. Everything is on coming. The earth. Yes, everything is coming. Be prepared for it. Um, so that's if he loses. If he wins, then we've got a whole different thing to talk about. <laughs> Let's see. I don't even know. If he wins... Then schools will never open again. We're never going back to work. And uh, I, I don't know what the next virtue signaling thing is. Certainly you'll be wearing a mask. Maybe full burkas now just to show. That way you can combine the mask and the um, the Margaret Atwood thing. What's, what's that thing? Handmaid's Tale. Yes. That way you can just show how utterly oppressed you are and abused by this horrible person. Uh, who, before he got into politics, designed golf courses, which is which to me makes him Hitler. Um, do we even play the Mark Hamill stuff? Mark Hamill is back. He's back. I've condensed this a little bit because oh, it's too long and it's boring. He's boring. Yeah, he's a dumb. Unfortunately, <laughs> this is not interesting. I, it, I, but um, if Alec Guinness had something to say, he's more my age. I would have enjoyed that. Or uh, uh, Alec Guinness I, is your age. That's what I say. Well, you know, people think I'm older. <laughs> or um, Billy D. Williams I'd listen to. Although we had him on the air once, and he was not good on the air. But yeah, Mark Hamill's boring. He's not funny. Um, he only His only thing that he can do that's interesting is tell people that the Force is going to be Always remember, the Force will be with you. Always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Mr. Hamill. That's it. That's. I don't know about you, but after four years of this administration, I'm exhausted. Uh, so I'm getting ready to watch some videos of him, and if ever the force would be with me, I need it right oh. now. Oh, Christ, why, man? Come on. I know that's, that's the only reference you have, but please. <laughs> Anything else? He's done some cartoon work, something else. And when Biden tweeted it, too, he said, you know, may the force be with us or something stupid like that, too. That's the only thing they have. It's uncomfortable. If you want to vote for Joe Biden, I understand that. If you think that it, the Joe Biden's ideas are going to be better ideas and you want Obamacare back and you want better relationships with China and more environmental stuff, if that's where you are, I understand it. If you want higher taxes, I understand it. To pay for all the, a lot of the programs, I understand it. And somebody who's more presidential, who's not going to call anybody horseface, I, that I absolutely understand. Somebody who's not going to spend any time during a crisis talking about Joe Scarborough killing his intern. <laughs> that I understand. I understand that. But if you oh. like Joe Biden, and I, this I mean, and th this is something I'm about to do, is, is this is going to be illegal. But if you like Joe Biden because Mark Hamill told you to... <laughs> Then I want to fight you, and I'm not a strong person, and I'm not, I, I'm not even. I couldn't take Trump or Biden. I don't think. But, but you, if you like Joe Biden because Mark Hamill told you to, then then you're a bad human being, in my opinion. I'm sorry. Then you know what? You, you're one of those chumps that me and Joe Biden were talking about. Chump. Jesus. I mean, some you know what? I was on the fence. But then a 71-year-old <laughs> withered, what it wonder? Yes, badly banged up guy who was the king of everything 43 years ago. <laughs> you know what? He told me Oh, well, man. like some celebrities have sort of a cult following, you know. So like that said, when I, Taylor I was... Swift endorses somebody, she has fans who are who like take that seriously. I mean, most normal yeah. people don't, but she does have fans that that has weight with them if taylor swift says it right but i'm just i can't imagine who was like not sure and then it's like oh mark hamill likes biden <laughs> oh wow i mean like that's for the, the deal sake of for equal me. for the sake of equal time alice though i'm not sure how many minds john voight is changeling changing <laughs> Either and um, Ted Nugent. Uh, well, you know. I'm not being subjected to these cringe fest ads featuring John Voight. I mean, I don't know where you go to see him. Maybe I'm following the wrong people on Twitter or something. But is he doing things where he says stupid one-liners and stuff? I mean, people. Well, you know what the good one is. The good good one that you have on the right is James Woods, because right. he's actually, you know, could be in the conversation to be the greatest mm -hmm. American actor. He's a really good actor. James Woods is awesome. Yeah, or Clint Eastwood. Although people He's not rightfully, a Trump guy, though. 
Is he not a Trump guy? I don't know, but I just remember, and people rightfully made fun of him for the empty chair thing at the RNC. Um, I thought that was fair, but uh, he's, you know, uh, he might not be a Trump guy, uh, but he's known to be conservative. Um, Adam Baldwin is a good one, who's a conservative. but yeah, again, like, I mean, I'm not going to do anything because Adam Baldwin told me to, but maybe conservatives are just more used to that because we're used to none of the celebrities we like ever liking our candidates. So we just have to have a little bit more, right? you know, of a personal opinion and not just go by what celebrities think because, you know, no, no famous people like our candidates pretty there much. There was a time, though, when Mark Hamill and Scott Baio were fighting for uh, real estate on Tiger Beat. There was a time <laughs> None of that stuff means anything to you. All right. So there's Mark Hamill. Uh, we got Trump and Pelosi. What have we gone? I'm just going to simply, you've already said my piece. Since, oh, yeah. Well, here's a bad piece of audio. If you're a tro, pro-Trump fellow, Joe Biden was asked today about the riots in Philly, um, which actually I want to get in a little bit more of that today. And here's Biden's answer. Today in Philadelphia, what do you say to What I say is that there is no excuse whatsoever for the looting and the violence. None whatsoever. I think to be able to protest is totally legitimate, is totally reasonable. But I think that the looting is just, as as the victim's father said, do not do this. It's not what my son, you're not helping, you're hurting, you're not helping my son. Now, everything Biden said is right. And that's mm-hmm. the right answer. It's a smart answer. It's a good answer. It's a healthy answer for the democracy. Mm-hmm. But it's also a different answer than Joe Biden was giving three months ago. Well, right. And, which and that, means that uh, Joe Biden's banked all the votes he thinks he needs to <laughs> in Pennsylvania and maybe in Minnesota and maybe elsewhere around the country. Well, I think that uh, some consultants on the left got a hold of the people who were pro riot and pro looting because i don't tell me that the left was not pro looting a few months ago because they absolutely were there were legitimate serious people on the left not the far far left but the normal left who were saying that you know martin luther king said riots are the language of the unheard and you know the looting somebody had a book out or an essay out or something called mm-hmm. The Case for Looting, The Moral Case, The Ethical Case for Looting, yes. because these communities yes. are so disenfranchised. There is a, well, a major Boston media figure who was totally banished from all public life because he said looting was bad. So this was the position a couple of months ago, and I think some consultants saw some polling that said that that was not helping mm-hmm. Biden get elected in states where there was widespread looting. And buildings being set on fire, in, like Wisconsin, like Minnesota, like Pennsylvania, like, you know, all these places. So uh, I think they deliberately, strategically changed their position when they realized uh, how that was sounding but was to suburban he, was voters. The, was the polling going against Biden at that period? A hundred percent. This is why David Shore got fired is because he tweeted research from a black data researcher. He's a um a data guy for for a normal major publication, but this was um this was a while ago. This was like around the time you were first starting Burn Barrel, and he got fired because he tweeted um, research from a black data researcher, by the way, who uh, who found that um, violent riots uh, shift opinion away from the Democratic Party during elections, and probably gave Nixon the presidency. I understand uh, that, and but so, Nixon but, so, wasn't but, seen as an explosive, well, uh, no. chaotic presence. Sure, but I think that the Democratic line that all this that you're seeing is actually good and fine mm-hmm. and totally great was not good for them. Right. Now, well, I do think that certainly as it got more radical as well, in Black Lives Matter squares, you had representatives <laughs> talking about killing cops as retribution and mm-hmm. representatives – Saying certainly that you should that, that, go ahead and loot, and insurance is going to cover it all, and you know, giving right. directions. It was these these, yeah, and the sanctioning of Black Lives Matter. But at the end of the day, it didn't tank Biden, like like uh like well, it's not the end of the day, I guess. So right. maybe it did tank Biden. We'll find out Tuesday. You don't never know. But Fox twenty nine yeah. in Philly 
had some good coverage of this. They have the reporter just kind of walking along down the street, uh, noting all the uh, damage. You know, I could do a four-hour live shot and still not show you everything just in this section of town. So we're across from the Walmart that we showed you uh, since we arrived here, uh, where I was showing you how they blew up a vending machine in the lobby, and the front of the vending machine uh, is out in the parking lot. But here we go across. Here is a uh, Five Below store, and you can see they had just stocked up for Christmas, right? And then here's all the wrapping paper. Uh, Greg, give them a peek inside. I I almost need to just stop talking and let you just look at this. Uh, Karen, you, you, you can just react to this as you see the inside of this Five Below store. Well, I think we all can. I mean, just the, the images, it's its heartbreaking. Karen? Well, I mean, it's stunning when you see, but there's just... He throws it to Karen a little quick there. Hey, put a little more into that, Greg, before you <laughs> throw this all at Karen. Oh, geez, I, I think it's stunning. Come on, a little more... Pr- uh... So many different feelings um, over all of our communities right now. It's just a big struggle, and it's... You know what, Alice? I was saying to, to uh, Jerry earlier that I wonder if I wonder if looting is so commonplace now that that looters now are surprised that every year the Christmas decorations come out earlier. <laughs> when, they're, when they're in there. When they're looting in July, they're like, Halloween stuff already? That seems... That's really being commercialized. That is distasteful. <laughs> So anyway, so there's the looting, the Five Below store. By the way, do you hit the Five Below store? Be better at looting if you're hitting the Five Below store. Isn't that like a dollar store? Yeah, pretty much. Come Everything's on. less than $5. You've got Walmart right there. It's a big Walmart. You've got this probably a loading dock in the back. You run to the back of the Walmart, get the stuff. I'm gonna, You know what? Next time this happens, I'm going out there. I'm going to show... Some you're going to show them how to hit the high-value merchandise? The HVM, exactly. It's very heartbreaking all around. Well, that's it. It's, it's our uh, communities. It's, you know, and I'll, I'll just inject this, and then you can continue. Because the last time we went through this, Steve, and this is, I think, why it hurts my heart so much, is I had grandmothers calling me. They had no place to go. They had no place to get their groceries and to pick up their medicine. So it is our communities that are hurting the most. I'll let you continue. Thomas, uh, you bring up a good point because I mentioned yesterday how the Sunray stores are the drug stores where the people walk to and they can't get medicine. Um, you see people's prescriptions with their personal information. They hit the Walmart pharmacy. They took the prescriptions out. They're out in the parking lot in the bags with everybody's information on it, what the drug is. And apparently if the drug wasn't something uh, somebody could sell or get high on, it was discarded. But still... How sad is that, that people were probably going to pick up their prescriptions. So here we are, the whole line of stores, they boarded up, and even the boards were knocked down. So this is an eye uh, center here, right, Greg? Come on over here, just keep walking. Uh, Look inside there, the eyeglasses all on the floor, the display case smashed down. We're going to keep moving. The next store is a nail salon. Why would you break into a nail salon, you think, right? But even this is smashed. And look at the damage uh, that this person's business suffered. Look at this. These same stores were all looted uh, back in May and June. And they, a lot of them just were able to clean up, get their insurance money, and get back open and maybe get back on their feet. All right, now, next door, this is a Sally Beauty Salon, another national chain. This is completely looted. And this is, like, mostly nickel and dime stuff. Uh, but as a cop told me, they'll steal everything from everywhere. <laughs> um, and then moving down, here is the... Uh, this store had not opened yet. Look, a hair cuttery, uh, and they had this not. Bur- this was destroyed from last time. It's all boarded mm-hmm. up. A hair cuttery. Opened yet, probably because of the pandemic. So that one door was not smashed. Here is Z Furniture, uh, which I had mentioned to you earlier, right? Well, the windows were not smashed. He didn't board up. Uh, he stayed in here trying to protect his business all night. He said he wasn't armed, right? He put mattresses and other big furniture against the doors. They broke in enough to get in there. They saw his computer. And his cash register. He said they were backing up U-Haul trucks, getting ready to steal more uh, when the police arrived. And then we're finally going to go down across the street here. Next door to the Walmart is a dollar zone. And we were still seeing people come in here and looting. um, And then TV stations somehow and our big security guards um, sometimes uh, deter that. But uh, (laughs) even this store, a dollar store, a dollar store. You're going to, it's all about risk and reward in the crime business you always hear. Um. What kind of reward are you getting by looting in a dollar store? But they- Our kids would loot the dollar store. <laughs> actually, it'd start there. Right. There They'd some- be like, my God, the Dollar Tree. It's open. There are some great things at the dollar store. Love in there. the dollar store. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend the looters on this one. That is good looting at the dollar store. Um, so, all right. Alice, plug our Twitter again before we uh, go. So you can follow the Burn Barrel on Twitter at, at Burn Barrel Pod. 
And on Facebook at facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. So I have a lot of people who ask me about United States Tube. When's that going to happen? Um, so the YouTube channel is um, kind of a very bare bones version is up. There's one episode up there so really? far. The I back, didn't even know this. The back catalog is not up yet. Um so if that's your preferred uh, form of listening to podcasts, I am working on that. Um, oh, and you can email us at burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com as that's well. Fantastic. If it was getting too complicated to email Winchester with two N's and yes. Tom never to notice that he has an email and me having Let to me go tell through you, How many email. emails do you think I have in that, in that account, that Winchester account, Alice? I don't know. I will tell you. Uh, I, I, in t- t- in How the many number- unread emails? The yes. Unread emails. For that account, mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you. I'm not gonna let you tell the people. Ready? Hold on. I don't. I'm uh okay. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. Look in the bottom right hand corner where you see the mail icon. Um, a hundred and forty six thousand six hundred and thirty three unread emails Tom right. has in his account. So, but burnbarrelpodcast at gmail has many fewer unread emails right. and. Um, it also goes to my phone, so someone will actually probably see your email if you send it there. So um, you may email us, you may talk to us on Twitter or Facebook, um, and you can, uh, you know, review the podcast wherever. Please do all that stuff. We really appreciate it. We're going to go, and we're running towards, working towards being on uh, YouTube, as Alice said. Thank you very much for the uh, for the uh, comments and all that stuff, and uh, reaching out to us, DMing us on um, Twitter. And any way you want to get in touch, I may be on RKO tomorrow. I am not sure. We'll see. But either way, thank you so much for listening. We love the feedback. Hey, man, we're in this ride together. See you tomorrow. C'est la vie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.